Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. We are beaming with love and gratitude because this episode is all about what is your golden purpose? We are doing a retreat in Mexico in April. A lot of you might have seen, and it's all about activating your golden purpose. And this entire retreat has channeled through us in divine timing. The coursework that we're going to be teaching in this retreat has channeled through us in divine timing. And I swear we have been struck by lightning and are electrified (laughs) to teach this in this timing. Like, I don't know what it is about this event, but you know, it took us a long time to figure out exactly what event we wanted to do because this might be our last event that we do for a while since Shayna has her baby coming in in the summer. And so we really wanted to make sure that we showed up in this event in the highest service to our community. We really wanted to make sure that we got it right. So we toured different places. We took in your intake forms. We're so appreciative for you sharing your feedback with us about what was going to be supportive for you in this event because we really listened. And we are feeling like the event that we're creating around this theme of activating your golden purpose is so necessary in the world. It is so exciting. And we wanted to come on today to talk about what is your golden purpose. We want to talk about the coursework that we're going to be sharing at the retreat, but we also want to share for anyone listening, three keys to embodying your golden purpose now. Things that you can start practicing to really feel like you're on the same wave with us about actualizing your golden purpose and taking those active steps into really tapping into your prosperity this year. Yes. I feel like everyone who listens to our podcast is our soul family. We're all on this same frequency and we all want to help change the world and raise the vibration of the planet and bring consciousness more into our lives and into how we work and how we connect with others and with our loved ones. And so it can feel like there's all this information, right? There's so many different ways to work on yourself and to deepen your awareness of your own spiritual energetic being. But it's like, how can I take the action to really see this unfold in my life, to really make the change and the impact that my soul is here to make around every single person in my field? And human design for us has been such a massive gift that has allowed us to really make change in our lives and and see the the fruits of that effort in real time and there's so much in human design that we haven't even tapped into on this podcast or even in our human design training because as even though that is so detailed and gives you everything you need to do readings the human design goes on forever and ever and ever i mean there's so much there. And so like Dana said, yeah, we have just been electrified by the 
stuff that we're meant to teach right now. And this retreat came together really quickly, but we've been dreaming up this retreat since October. And it just kind of all came together right now for April. So if you're wanting to join us, doors are open right now on our website, daylunalife.com under retreats. We're also going to link it in the show notes here. And we would love to have you join us. Tickets tend to sell out quickly. Um, We've received a lot of emails of people already saying, I'm in. Like, How can I reserve my spot early? So if you are wanting to join us, go check out the room types, see what's going to best nurture you. But we would love to see you in person and hold this space because it's it's a big part of our purpose to create containers and magic and space for not only connection and you know spiritual practices and healing but also human design and really teaching you this super complex science in a way that you can apply it to see results in your life so in this this training i want to say or retreat we are going to be teaching some advanced things that you can not only use in your life, but use in your friends' and family's lives as well. So when we talk about purpose, that's a huge category. That's a huge topic. And there's so many different places that you can look to in human design, but also in a lot of different modalities that can tell you about who you are and what your purpose is. And for us, you know, your purpose is the energy that you're here to be in the world in everything that you do. Now, there's different areas that you can really find specifics of what category or um, what archetype or what specific modalities and tools am I here to really lean into to be giving off my purpose? In what avenue am I really meant to be focused on to be giving off my gifts in their highest expression? And human design gets insanely specific with that as well as giving you action steps on how to have that progress, like that unlocking. So that way it becomes easier for you to to focus on those things. Yes. And some of the feedback feedback that we've heard from our community around purpose and around cross of incarnation is that a lot of you are really fascinated in your cross of incarnation and you want to know more. And the descriptions that you've been able to read in books and online seems very vague and difficult to really grasp. And we agree. And we think that diving deeper into your cross of incarnation, there is so much detailed information there that gets extremely specific, but it is just so specific. It's very hard to share in a generalized way. So in our work, we're constantly trying to dive deeper to get more specific and to get a better, more grounded grasp on the specifics of your cross of incarnation. So this whole retreat is kind of going in that realm. We're going to go deep into that. We're going to go deep into North Nodes. We're going to talk about the entire wheel and under the wheel of the mandala and understanding where your purpose lies in these greater realms on and being able to really feel on a soul level, the different layers. So you can get so specific on what you're here to share. We're also going to dive into really advanced aspects like your perspective and your motivation, which is your life theme, what you're here to contribute to the collective consciousness, and then understanding sort of the soul contracts or soul karma that you might have connected to what it is that you're here to contribute to the collective. Um, We're going to get into Godheads and doing deep healing work and deep conditioning and also a lot of... uh, 
different spiritual activations to help us come into that higher essence and find that transcendence. And so we're just so, we're nerding out over here, you all. And (laughs) honestly, this is an amazing retreat. The coursework is a really good fit. If you do know a lot about human design, even if you're a human design reader, you've taken our training, you know a lot about the foundational aspects. We will do a reader training part two at some point. Um, This is not necessarily that, but it is like a training in that you'll be learning all of these really advanced aspects. However, you do not need to be an expert in human design or even proficient in the foundational aspects of human design in order to be a fit for this coursework. You can just show up and learn and we've kept that in mind. You'll be getting a booklet if you attend this event. So everything will be really easy to come back to, to take notes on, to digest. It is... um, a good fit if you know your strategy and authority already, because we really would like anyone who's coming to be able to be practicing their strategy and authority before attending. Um, our book is a great resource for that. If you're like, how do exactly do I follow my strategy and authority? But I just wanted to say it really is a fit for both levels and we intentionally created it that way. And doors are only open for a short amount of time. Doors close for ticket sales on March 10th, which is a Sunday. So we are just excited and we are trusting that everyone who is meant to be at this event will be able to use their authorities and that our authorities will guide us to that divine timing. Because honestly, everything about this so far has felt completely divinely led. So we really trust that it will continue to feel that way. And hopefully it'll feel that way for everyone attending. And when we talk about golden purpose, like let's dive into that a bit. For us, you know, working with the energetics of this eight year in numerology, working with the energetics of this year of the dragon. We've shared about this in this like many last podcasts that we've put out, but we are feeling really fired up about this energy. We feel like this year is very special. We've been in these years in the last few years that are more about going inward, about learning the lessons, about deconditioning and going through the shadows and spiritual growth and sort of rooting down into the darkness. And then we've made it to this year the year of the dragon, the eight year 2024, which it is time to take action. It is time to expand in an external way and to take action steps towards making it happen. This is the year for prosperity. So we had to work with this energy in a big way with our community in person. We really felt that. And doing our own practices, you know, I've mentioned this on our spiritual podcast episode, but I've been working with channeling a lot of these divine beings and entities like Pleiadians and the Hathors and Isis. Like I've been just really going deep in my practice. And in that time, connecting with dragon energy as well, dragon essence. And I've been seeing all of this gold light, like the imagery of gold roses and gold neutrino stream information ocean that we're swimming in. And there's just been this um, energy that we've been feeling of divine light coming down to support us in our purpose. And life is challenging right now as old structures are crumbling and we are getting closer and closer to the new paradigm. But there's also all of this divine support. There's all of this divine golden energy that is reaching down to us and giving us the opportunity specifically in this year 
to be lucky, to be courageous, to be daring, to be confident, to be charismatic in sharing our gifts in a way that's aligned for us. So we had been really feeling this golden energy, working with it in our own lives and connecting to that flow, that feeling. And that golden energy for me really feels powerful. It feels like royalty. It feels like sun and sacred life force that emanates, you know, the neutrinos being birthed out of the stars, the breath of the stars, all of that golden energy infusing those codes into this coursework that we've been doing, infusing those codes into our own practices and our own in delivering our purpose and sharing our gifts. And when we talk about your golden purpose, it's tapping into that divine frequency. It's tapping into that trust in the divine support that you have when you are truly opening your heart truly showing up to be in service to this world by sharing your gifts. And what's really beautiful about this royalty golden energy is that it is connected to true prosperity. When you are opening your heart, showing up of service and committed to sharing your gifts and your unique essence to help this shift in humanity, you will be attracting the prosperity that you deserve and that you need to continue. So it is a natural byproduct. When you dare to be divine, it is a natural byproduct that you receive the prosperity that you need. And I feel like for so many of us, we've been kind of stuck a little bit. Like, I know I want to share my purpose. I know I want to start creating things and getting my voice out there, but it can feel so hard, right? With capitalism and with the way our economy is and with the unknowns of the future, it can feel like there's a million reasons to stay stuck. But when we tap into this golden purpose and into that golden divine light within us, the the way forward feels so exciting and clear. And you have so much trust in the prosperity that you'll receive when you commit to that. It just really feels like the only way to move forward is connecting to your golden purpose. Yeah. That energy, everything that you just shared, I had chills the whole time you were talking because that golden energy, when you really are sitting in that, it's almost as effortless and as inevitable as the neutrino stream or the chi that's happening all around you right now. And it has this sense of there's nothing else but this. And you can tap into this at any time. And it's surprising, you know, going through this coursework and what we're going to be working through in this retreat, you might be surprised at the things that are karmically or ancestrally wounding that you are here to heal and transmute and turn into power for yourself to really tap into that golden energy and that inevitable purpose that you are. And so I think that it's, you know, we can, we can think that everyone is just meant to give off their energy and it's, they're inevitably going to be living their purpose no matter what, but that's not necessarily the case. It takes awareness. It takes intention. A lot of people go through their whole entire lives, never seeing themselves putting those blinders on and looking away and staying comfortable and choosing to take the easier route because it so much in life feels too hard already. So what can I choose that's easier to make a little bit of my life easier? And 
then you go through that whole lifetime never choosing yourself, never trusting yourself, never committing to yourself and just accepting whatever came across your plate as okay and fine. And we are here to claim our lives. Like that sounds so simple. We're here to claim our lives, but so many people don't. They claim the life they were given versus claiming the life they want and their soul deserves and their soul came here to be for other people, to help other people claim and step into their own power. Every single person has so much wisdom, has so much insight, has so many gifts that are here to change the world, literally. And it has to start with you. Taking that action, daring to claim your life that your soul chose, claim your purpose. And human design, obviously, is an amazing guide to give you tips on and tools on what that is and what your blocks are. Because I know for me personally, I've felt many times in my life like, okay, cool, I want to do that, but how? Like, what does that even mean? And so many people within human design, even like who have been our clients, have told us, I've learned a bit about human design, but I just don't even understand what that even means. The wording feels like I can understand it mentally, but I don't understand it in my body how to actually work with that. And so that's something that we obviously are so passionate about. It's a big part of our purpose is really understanding the how and bringing the energy behind doing and opening your canopy, if you will, to really be seen in this life because we see you. Our projector Mm -hmm. asses can't help it. (laughs) We see you and we see your highest gifts and we hold that space for you. And it's honestly, this whole week we did readings and it's just the best part of my life is getting to see people's highest potential and help them reach it, help them see themselves through that lens and truly honor it and claim it for themselves. Yeah. In this week of readings, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you the the individuals that we met with. I just, I love every single one of them. And a lot of them listen to this podcast and we were saying all week long that all of this, the community that listens to this podcast, we're on the same frequency. We came here on the same wave. We truly are soul family. So when we meet one another, when we see one another, we have so much to teach one another and inspire each other with. And when we talk about the new paradigm, someone asked me recently, are you guys nervous about the new paradigm? And after doing a week of readings and meeting all of these individuals, I'm like, I'm not nervous at all. There are so many beautiful, powerful beings that are, are alive right now. And we're, we are amazing. We are divine. We are so completely powerful and capable. We just need to remember that and claim it, like Shana was saying. And um, I'm really just excited to demystify some of the specifics around how. And, you know, in this coursework, we're also going to be working with the gene keys and using some aspects of the golden path, which felt like such a connection to this golden purpose. It felt like the perfect thing to be going deeper and getting more specific and really finding those unlocking codes. Um, so I'm really excited to share that. And when we talk about you know, sharing your gifts and sharing your purpose, it really requires action. And this year is the perfect energy to support us in that. And, you know, when we're not sharing our gifts, when we're not taking that action, when we're not 
you know, following through and actually booking the space to host a moon circle with our friends. When we're not following through and actually buying the course about this thing we're fascinated in and want to learn in, when we're just putting those things off, it makes it so difficult to share our gifts. Like that action side of it is so necessary. And of course, we always need both the binary of both sides, the yin and the yang in things. So we do need inner work. We do need times to ground down, but we also need times where we are taking that action, where we are following through, where we are sharing our gifts. And this year is that time. This year is that energy. So for everyone coming to the retreat, we're just really excited to give one-on-one mentorship, to gather together in that space, um, to amplify one another, which is always so powerful to do in person. But for everyone just listening to this podcast that is part of our soul family, whether you come to the retreat or not, we wanted to share three embodiment keys that can help you begin to unlock your golden purpose right now. So these are much more practices that you can do energetically moment to moment that are not specific about your design, but we think that they can be really powerful keys in unlocking anything that's been keeping you stuck in taking action and claiming that purpose within yourself. Yes. So the first one is making a big deal of your life. This is main character energy. This is queen energy, and it means taking up space. And this sounds, you know, simple and like, okay, cool, but are you doing that? Are you letting your energy be seen and be big and be a big deal in your life? Because I think there can be some wounding around, is that you know narcissistic or is that selfish? Mm-hmm. Um, is that self-centered? And if everyone was owning themselves and claiming their queen or king energy that you are the divine god or goddess of your life and you are worth taking up space. You are worth being felt emotionally or being seen in your messy and also in your poised and brilliant. You are worth being seen by yourself. Like literally seeing all sides of yourself versus just the parts that you think might be acceptable to the world. That fullness of claiming yourself, of being a big freaking deal in your life versus a side note in somebody else's story or a assistant role or what's that what's that word the supporting role mm-hmm. in somebody like in else's the movie, life you're the second you're the quirky best friend instead of the main character energy yes like making your life the movie about your life versus yeah. the focus being on other people's lives and this is interesting because as a projector for a lot of projectors and myself included i will find myself having times where i am actively using my bitterness of not feeling recognized to make other people the main character of my life instead of myself. I will... I will be... Yeah, I'll be obsessing over somebody else's... Like, why are they doing it like this? Why don't they understand that this person is toxic for them? Like, why are they struggling in this way when it's so easy they could just do it this way? And I'm thinking about it over and over and over in my head. And I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. I have this mantra like, not my circus, not my monkeys. Like, come back to my own my own life. Because while I'm waiting for the invitation, not saying that advice to those people... 
I am still letting their stories and their life and their, you know, things that they could be doing better take up massive space in my mind, which our minds are so powerful. It's our awareness of our human experience and our awareness our perception of our reality is what creates our reality. So if we are thinking about something over and over again, we're literally making that person or that thing our reality and taking up the space in our life versus focusing that back on ourselves. Like, am I thinking about myself and how I can make my life better and what my gifts are and how I want to make the world a better place or what my wounding is and how I can heal and how I can have growth and what I deserve in my life. Am I focusing on my own self-worth and what that truly means? Because we can say that we have self-worth, but then make a million actions that speak the opposite of that. So really focusing and kind of calling yourself out of like, okay, am I going to let myself be the big deal in my life versus giving that power away maybe to someone else? Yeah. And I'll call myself out because I feel like on this one, making a big deal of your life, this is definitely one of my lessons, one of the things I've struggled with. And for me, what comes up is like when I was growing up in my family, there was a lot going on. One of my older brothers was sick with cancer and he was always in and out of the hospital. And my parents' attention was focused on that. And I would sometimes have to spend, you know, weeks at someone else's house, like sleeping over, like just kind of like getting in where I fit in. And I felt like as a child, it was my duty to help my parents and to have no needs and to not complain, to not be sad, to not need anything from my parents because of this this setup. And then later on in high school, my other brother ended up passing away unexpectedly. And once again, we were in this like crisis, all hands on deck. And it always felt like it's not about me. Nothing is about me. And if I have to make something about me, it's my parents don't have space for that. And it's rude and it's unnecessary. So that was like such deep, like connected with fear, connected with trauma, connected with loss, like really deeply programmed inside of me. And, you know, being able to heal that and make a big deal about what I'm excited about and brag about it or toot my horn or celebrate myself in a way that is healthy, right? That for me felt really uncomfortable. And I think I've gotten a lot better at it over the years, but I still think that sometimes it creeps in of like just not wanting to make a big deal out of being sad or um, really internalizing my journey with like hyper independence instead of confiding in someone or being vulnerable or asking for help. And the more that I've given myself energy to be the messy ass emotional wave queen energy (laughs) main character of the movie, like, like so many main characters of movies have an emotional wave, by the way, they're like high and they're low and they're all over the place and it's delicious. (laughs) We love it. They're so fascinating. They're so interesting. And I've really tried to take that in in my own life instead of feeling like if I show all these crazy emotions that I'm going to be conceived as perceived as a hot mess, instead being like, if I show all these crazy emotions, I'm going to be perceived as magnetic. I'm going to be perceived as the queen of my own life because I am. And so I think for me, just allowing myself to take up space to make a big deal. If I want to do a photo shoot, I'm going to do a photo shoot. If I want to buy this beautiful outfit because I love it and it makes me feel like the queen I am, I'm going to do that and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Those are small examples 
But if we can infuse making a big deal in your life and taking up space in your life in the small places, it just makes it the baseline where you feel emboldened to do that in big places, in big ventures that you take on. Here at Day Luna, one of the biggest things we're passionate about is resting. As two projectors, reclaiming our rest has radically transformed our lives. And we feel so passionately about spreading that message. If you're a non-energy being, but even if you're a sacral being, rest is part of celebrating ourselves and listening to our body and living our authenticity. Yeah, there's so many ways to reclaim your rest. And my favorite way, our favorite way is through the way that we dress ourselves and the attire that we literally wear at work or in workshops or out in the world, but also at home while we're working from our computers. So our favorite brand ever is Lunia. And that's because their restwear is so luxurious. It's so high quality. It's all washable silk and it lasts forever. But also it looks legit. Like you can wear that out to the grocery store and people won't really know that you're in your pajamas, but you will know, your soul will know that I literally am still in pajamas and I might change my pajamas that I'm wearing throughout the day based on my, you know, mood or this these are my work pajamas and these are my like lounge pajamas, but honestly, every single pajama that I own at this point is Lunia because the quality is just so good. I started getting Lunia years ago and most clothes when you wash them, you know, they don't last that long and I kind of hit a point in my life where I wanted to buy quality over quantity. I wanted clothes that really would last me a long time and still look really good and feel good on my body. And that really is what Lunia is all about. So I've been obsessed with Lunia. We are so excited to be able to share Lunia with you as well. And we can offer you 15% off of your first order with Lunia. And you can find the link in the show notes below. Use code DAYLUNA for that 15% off. And trust me, it is worth it. Share it with your partner. Share it with your friends. If you're wanting to have them gift you something for your birthday or for the holidays. This honestly is like the most dreamiest gift ever. It's the gift that I've received for the last four years for every single event in my life. I just want more Lunia. They have robes, they have PJs, they have sets and honestly, anything you could ever need. So check that out below. And we're so excited for you to lean into more rest energy in your life. I think a key word that you said was in ways that are healthy, because of course, you know, there's ways to take up space that are toxic, that are not healthy, that are coming from a place of wounding or a place of not self. For example, as a projector, taking up space because you feel bitter and you feel unseen. And so forcing your opinions or your, you know, your outlook on other people, for example, what we're talking about here is taking up space from a place of true self-love and true self-honoring in a way that does not trample other people's boundaries or dim other people's light. Because that can be a fear is that if I shine brightly, then somebody else's light has to get less bright. And that is not the case. As big as I celebrate myself and my wins, I also celebrate my partner and my family and Dana's and every single person in my life that I love and every single client that we mm-hmm. see and meet with. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways or a huge takeaway that a lot of people have had from Bali and Costa Rica is how genuinely we celebrate the shit out of you because 
I don't know any other way of operating. Yeah. Um, and neither do you, Dana. <laughs> no, I know. Like, we're we, hype I girls. always say we're like the queer eye of human design where <laughs> like when you watch queer eye, like they can't, don't know any other way. Like they just love you. And it's not coming from a place of toxicity or trying to get something from you or trying to sh- be sh- shinier than you in some way. It's just a genuine... I love you. I want the best for you. And I see you and I I see your worth, even if you don't. I hold that space for you. And so with taking up space and being shiny and being a main character, that does not mean that now you're making other people supporting roles. It is when you take up space, you create a bigger container for other people to do the same. It's like hurt people, hurt people. Healed people, heal people. People who claim main character energy in their own life automatically liberate other people to be main character energy in their life. Like it's literally like when you give it to yourself, then you can promote it for others or encourage it for others. So like if you're truly giving yourself main character energy and claiming that, automatically you see that other people are main character energy. But if you're not playing the main character in your movie, you're feeling frustrated or angry or bitter or disappointed or whatever it is, then you're also belittling other people and kind of judging them for being main character energy. So I really feel like, you know, all of the inner work that we do, then we get to promote that in other people versus take it away from other people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Amen. I'm here for it. Okay. So then the next point, which we kind of touched on, but not in full detail, is practicing inherent worth. And what does that mean? Really inherent worth. What does that mean in your life? For me, the way that I connect in with it is that you know, we have so much conditioning around, I have to earn my worth with my undefined ego center, not self. I have to prove my value by working hard. I have to prove that I am worthy of love by being the same as other people or sacrificing myself. Like we just have so many stories around worth. Literally look at any undefined center in your chart and you will see where there is a potential for programming in an unhealthy way around your worth. But the truth is we don't need to do anything to be worthy of prosperity. We don't need to do anything to be worthy of rest. We don't need to do anything to feel worthy of being loved and to feel like we belong. The fact that we are divine beings, spiritual beings in a human avatar, this is living proof that we are divinely worthy, that we are inherently worthy of being here and of having all of the beautiful and harmonious experiences that we desire to have. So for me, claiming your inherent worth is sort of like spending time going outside of this 3D human world and connecting into the higher planes of yourself. So connecting to your soul, connecting to the divine within you, connecting to God and the universe, having time where you are sitting in meditation and connecting to that golden light, right? Which that is coming in so strong this year. I encourage you if this inspires you to sit with that and just feel golden light, even to sit out in the sunlight and to feel the neutrino stream as golden light that you are receiving and to feel that divine connection 
to feel it within you, it's one of the best ways to let go of all of that unworthiness in a quantum leap. Like it's almost like timeline shifting because you remember all at once that you're not just this human being that is part of the workforce. And you know, you are actually this divine sacred being. And for me as well, you know, when we talk about this golden purpose, as I mentioned in the beginning, one of the main aspects of you when you're living your golden purpose is that you are guided by these ascended masters. So for me, um, Kuan Yin, Hathor, Palladians, like there's all of these beings that really call to me. And you'll know when they're calling to you because you feel drawn to their images or to their art form. Like if you see a statue of a goddess or a divine being that just really pulls you in, or even a story, anything like that, pay attention because I would guess that that ascended master or divine being is wanting to support you in your golden mission. And the more you connect with their frequency, that divine frequency that you're not separate from, that you're actually connected to, I feel like it just helps you realize that you are so powerful and that you have so much worth. And I think that that can be one of our greatest wounds when we're in this human body is like, I'm powerless. I'm just in this like meat suit that is so limited and confined by the 3D laws of time and space and reality. And it feels disempowering in so many ways, right? But when we connect in with our inherent worth and our divine nature, I feel like it automatically shows us that we are so powerful. It's just, can we believe in that? And then also, can we operate from that space? Can we be emboldened by that to genuinely follow our strategy and authority instead of being afraid of it? And I think part of that too is... um, Restful royalty. That's one of the words that really came through. One of the phrases that really came through for this retreat is yes, we're here to make a lot of change in this world and step into taking action with our purpose. And that is paired with deserving rest and knowing that we are this royal, divine, golden light being that is not here to push ourselves and to exhaust ourselves. We are here to claim our royalty and claim that rest and easefulness. Now, easefulness does not mean it's going to be easy. It's certainly not easy to actually follow your dreams, but it is easeful. And so I think that the more that we can rest and claim our restful royalty, the more we can connect with divine beings and the ascended masters that are guiding us and to feel that divine essence within us, the more we can connect just in general with the fact that we are more than just this human avatar that is our human design chart. Um, All of those things really just create this frequency within us that's elevated, that believes in our purpose. And it makes it so much easier to make quantum shifts and timeline jumps when we're in that space. Yes. So I encourage you you to feel in your body with the question, what does inherent worthiness feel like in your body? And really tap into that. Really let yourself sit in what that feels like inside the cells of your body and if you have a meditation practice or you know at night before you go to bed asking like okay what does inherent worthiness feel like to me and automatically for me when just saying those words and asking myself that question i feel like a weight is lifted off of my shoulders off of my being i feel this rested and lightness and this also this expansiveness in my solar plexus and in my core so I just want to encourage you to sit with that question because I think that a lot of 
downloads and also insight can come to you through observing that in your body because you might find some tightness. You might find some pain or some emotions coming up with that question. And that might be from your conditioning or your experiences or you know times that you really did not love yourself and you allowed yourself to be fully taken advantage of. And that's okay. It's not about being perfect. Once again, you are divinely worthy. Um, and inherently worthy, but letting those words resonate and sit in the core of your body and feeling what that actually feels like for you, I think can bring a lot of insight to you as well. Um, it's interesting, you know, in going into this next chapter of my life, having a baby, there's so much that I'm learning about babies and preparing for, for a child. And it's something that I never thought about much in my life because I'm not like one of those people that's obsessed with babies and like always wanted a baby and like wants to hold everyone else's babies. Like I really, I've, I think I've only held a baby like twice in my life. Like I'm not. What? Uh, Is that yeah. true? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And while I love babies, I'm not like, that person that is a baby person, yeah. you know, like I'm like, they're going to cry. I, I'm not <laughs> I'm their mom. <laughs> and I don't want to, you know, overstep the boundary of like, what does the mom want me to do with their baby? So I know that I'm going to have a lot of uh, intuition and just be so dialed in and do things exactly the way that my baby needs. But I bring this up because when you think of a baby... There is no part of you that ever steps into your mind to say, is this baby worthy of love? Yeah. Or is this baby a good baby and worthy of eating today or having their diaper changed or being picked up when they cry? There's no part of you that's like, baby, prove yourself to me that you're worthy of my care. So true. It's just so like obviously natural that a baby does not need to prove its worth to receive anything. Like that's preposterous to say that. It's like ridiculous. So the fact that we somehow down the line... to ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. And same with with dogs. I think that all the time, like my dog doesn't pay any rent. She doesn't have any jobs. She sleeps all the time. (laughs) And I'm never like this lazy bitch. She never does anything. Like I'm just like, she's a perfect angel and I would do anything for her. And I would never feel for one second like she needs to prove her inherent worth to me in order to be loved or in order for me to want to support her. And like, I think that the divine beings in our life or the ascended masters that guide us feel the same way too about us. Like we, they just love us so much, like a sacred baby, a sacred child of the universe. It's not like you're, you did this thing wrong. So now I'm going to avoid you or not help you or not offer you support. Like you're always loved you're always worthy. It's There's nothing you ever need to do or there's nothing that you could do that would deter that. Yeah. And of course, hurt people hurt people, right? Like yeah. not every parent is a divine being acting out of complete love. There's a lot of wounding that comes up with you know not having awareness. There's also a lot of people who do not treat animals with respect yeah. and love. But when you respect and love yourself. And when you are somebody who can respect and love someone else or something else or an animal, another being with inherent worthiness and love, then it it's like this symbiotic thing that you can tap into of like, okay, I can give this to my dog. I can give this to a baby. So can I give this to myself? 
and vice versa. I can love myself. I can heal myself. So because of that, you naturally are going to extend that then, of course, to everyone else around you. And so I love what you said about the divine beings, like literally seeing your inherent worthiness and loving you even when you make a mistake. You know, it's not like my dogs never bark. They literally bark most of my life. And <laughs> I still feed them every meal. I still buy yeah, special treat. healthy food. And I still give them 5,000 kisses a day. Like it's not like, oh, you barked too much today. No more love, no more food. That's not how the universe operating out of divine love is an unconditional love is meant to operate. So claiming that for yourself, really claiming it because it's there. It's just, are you opening your heart to it? Are you willing to tap into that? So asking that question, feeling in your body and opening up to that frequency, I think can be really powerful. Yes, I love that. Okay, and then the the last one, the third embodiment key that can really help you unlock your golden purpose is understanding that manifestation means taking action. And this, as we mentioned throughout this whole thing, this is the year of action. We want to help people actually take action and make change. And I think that this is such an important conversation because manifestation is confusing because it is basically the art form of living, you know, and manifesting things into reality. So of course it's multifaceted. Of course it's um, very all-encompassing because it is just manifesting life. It's living life. But I think when we talk about manifestation, it gets confusing when we talk about only the inner work side of it, only the frequency side of it. We hear so much that everything in our life externally is a mirror of our internal world. And that is true. However, it kind of makes you feel like, okay, then if I have this um, inherent you know, millionaire vibe inside of me, I'm just going to open my eyes and a million dollars is going to be in front of me. But it's like, we're missing the other side of of what we need in creation, which is the yang energy. It's the taking action. Now that you have this internal vibe or frequency or knowing, now take action from that place. And I think by far, one of the things that I've seen holding people back in life is not taking action. It's all of these amazing ideas that they have. And it's like, yeah, well, maybe someday. And I'm like, well, start now. You know, you have this amazing idea. Go with it. And of course, there's inner work that we need to do to make sure that that thing is aligned for us, to make sure that we're ready for it, that it's divine timing. All of that can be healed through just following our strategy and authority. But taking action is so important. And I think it feels overwhelming when we have these big dreams. Like, how do I take action towards my big dreams all at once? And it's so important to know that manifestation is taking action and taking action is making choices, small choices and following through, right? So when we talk about using our authority, our life is a series of choices that we make. Our choice is our power to create our lives or to co-create our lives. Our choice is our power to manifest. And so when we are following our authority, every little decision we make is like a paintbrush on the canvas of our lives. And it might feel like this action I'm taking is so small. Is it making any difference? Because if you look back and look at the canvas of your life, that one choice might seem really small. But if we continue to make 
all of these aligned choices that are action steps that are manifesting our life into reality, we look back and we have all of these paint strokes that turn into the canvas of our life. And the other day I was walking at sunset and I was feeling so lit up by all of this work that we're doing for this retreat. Like we've been working like crazy people because we're just so excited about it. And I was, I was feeling so full and so grateful walking at sunset. And I thought to myself, like it just kind of came out of my mouth, like the greatest art that I'll ever make is my life. The greatest work of art I'll ever make is my life. The things that I've manifested, the things that I have co-created, the decisions I've made, the brushstrokes I've painted. And I feel like if we break it down into small choices right now in this moment that we're using our authority on and following through, if we break it down to just making that paint stroke right now on this canvas, I feel like it's so much easier. It's more actionable, feels more doable. And trusting that every little choice matters. Every paint stroke on the canvas of your life matters. You can always paint over it. You can always make change, but every single choice you make is a paint stroke that is recorded on the canvas of your life. And so it's important, you know, even not following your authority is actually a choice that you're making. Um, Every choice you make outside of alignment that goes against your authority, that's a paint stroke on the canvas of your life. So I think it's really important to just challenge ourselves to have that level of awareness. Every decision I make is affecting the canvas of my life. It is manifesting or creating my life. And every choice I make, I'm empowered to make in alignment with my soul's purpose. And if I make enough of those choices, small choices in this moment, if I take enough of those action steps, I will look back at the canvas of my life and be like, holy shit, this is the most beautiful work of art I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we can feel like, how do I manifest? How do I manifest? Or I need to learn how to manifest. And you are manifesting right now, all the time, whether you're trying to or not, whether you have consciousness to it or not. And that's really what you're saying is, is choosing to manifest by honoring your truth and taking that action. I think that, you know, of course, I come back to a baby once again, but you could say it with a plant <laughs> if you want to. Um, but if somebody asked you, how, like, what are all the intricacies needed to build like a fully formed human child with their brain and everything developed and everything super healthy? Or what is all of the chemistry needed for a palm tree or a rose to be just like, boom, it's here. Build me a rose right now without any time, without any um, manual, just do it, just build it right now. And I think that that's what we do with our manifestations or our goals. It's like, we picture the end result and we're like, how do we, I don't know how to do that. That's too hard. Like I can't, I can't do that thing. But really the only thing needed is that we never do because we're just thinking about the mountaintop or that finished product is planting the seed in the soil, like going and getting the seed or going and having sex and and literally having that first step or that first brushstroke to start the manifestation initiation process and then choosing to come back and water that seed and do it day, you know, week after week and get some sunlight there and then see how it's growing and see the outcome of this rose that you couldn't have told someone exactly what that rose is going to look like. But 
it then grew and it manifested into the most beautiful rose that you couldn't have described without it existing. So if you can kind of step and see your manifestations as something like that, that you have to take that first step, it becomes super easy. It's like, of course, if I want a rose, I need to get a seed and plant it in the ground. But then with our projects, we're like, how? How do I create a business? Or how do I create an offering? How do I change the world? How do I heal my trauma? And it seems too big. It seems so far outside of our knowing. But it has to start with that small first step. And then looking back and seeing like, wow, that's what I created. That's what I chose to manifest through my actions. And you don't have to upheave your whole life to create something, which is a lot of another big fear. <laughs> but starting with that small step, there's always a little bit of space for that thing to come into creation because it's already taking up space in your mind. It's already taking up space in your awareness. So there's space for it to exist in your reality right now because once again, your perception, your mind, your awareness is shaping your reality. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to start by being finished with something. That's so like, as you're saying it, it's like a lot of these, yeah. yeah, it's like, they're so foundational, but it's crazy how we do these mental gymnastics and put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves so that we never get started. We never get started. We never claim our our true divine nature or essence. We never make a big deal out of our lives. We just passively let it all happen because it's too overwhelming because of the mental gymnastics and confinement and conditioning that we hold ourselves to. And, you know, all of that stuff, it's like these are profound things, but they are really simple. It's not simple to execute them. Like I think it takes a lot of intention and love, self-love in order to be able to follow these three keys. But I think that they're totally doable, totally practicable, you know, in, in real life, actionable things that we can start working with to be at the frequency that is a match for this amazing, beautiful year that we've been blessed with. I feel like this year is like a breath of fresh air that is just giving us that boost that we need. And if we do the inner work to meet it halfway, amazing things can happen. And it's so beautiful. You know, we've been in in this business doing Day Luna for a while now, for almost five years, I think. And um, I was looking back at an Instagram post that I wrote in my own personal Instagram the year that we started. And it said, wow, there's so much you can do in a year. I never knew. I never knew that you could change your entire life in a year. And just reading those words back again, it felt like divine timing, like time travel to my younger Mm. self that had a little piece of wisdom for me to remember. It's like, you can change your life in a year. You actually can it is possible. And I feel like everything in life, especially the older we get, the years start to seem faster and it starts to feel like, you know, I missed the boat. I should have done this when I was younger. You know, I needed 20 years to do this thing. Like you don't actually, you can take a step today. You can start today. You can take one actionable step today. You can make one choice that is in alignment with your authority today. And it's amazing how much can happen in one year. 
So this is our year that we are just really excited to have this retreat. We feel like it's all so divinely woven and interconnected. And, you know, we're excited for everyone that is going to be there with us in person to dance together and to sing together and to swim in a waterfall together and to be in sacred space and to share a container together. We're also excited for everyone in our community to be connected to us on those frequencies, right? Because we don't need to be in person to be soul family and to be on those same frequencies and and waves in the world. And we feel everyone who is a part of this community and we all go on this journey together. We're all walking each other home. So for every single person listening, thank you so much for being here and for, for going on this journey with us this year about just like doing it and stepping into that golden light and seeing that divine nature in our purpose. Um, We feel it. We feel it with us all. Yes. So if we see you in Mexico, we can't wait to give you a big hug. If you're just listening here, we reach out anytime. Share with us how you are connected to your golden path. Reach out to us on Instagram at dayluna or off our website at daylunalife.com. I always want to say at daylunalife.com, but it's just daylunalife.com. And you also can connect with us in our besties community, your human design besties, which all of this information is on our website and in the show notes below. So we just love you. Here's to our freaking rising. Here's to our claiming our worth, claiming our main character energy, taking up space, and really living life divinely because that's what we're meant to do. That's the life that I'm claiming. And yes, there's a lot of other shit in the world, a lot of other voices going around, but you know what? The voice that matters is your own. And honing that, claiming that, celebrating that, uplifting that, healing that, that is what I'm ready for. I can't wait to hear your voices. So reach out anytime. We love you so much. And we hope that you have a beautiful, divine, worthy, expansive rest of your week.